Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, kiddies. Your old pal here, the Joker. Talking to you about Riley and Kimmy. When I'm not out trying to kill the Batman, I like to sit back with a nice Chianti and listen to Riley and Kimmy. I might kill them. <laughs> the Riley and Kimmy Show. And welcome to a Saturday Cartoon Alternative Edition. That's right, 1,222 is an episode, and right next to me is my living and breathing cartoon. Jenny, I got one name. Jenny. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hi. Hi there. I am your host, Patrick Riley. Quite a good scene, isn't it? One man crazy, three very sane spectators. That's right. Uh, two of them right behind me, two fur kids. They are, well, I hope it's not uh, what they feel about the show. They're sleeping right now. And to my left is my cartoon, That Is Kimmy. Not fair. That's <laughs> not fair. Uh, yeah, yeah, Kimmy is next to me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, hello, Kimmy. Wow, uh, thank yeah. you. Oh, you are quite welcome. Thank you for joining us on this Saturday edition, Kimmy. Sure. Very early before sunrise, and we are just hours away from packing up the, the Batmobile and heading to Daytona Beach. Can you believe it? I know. Finally. Yeah. Yes. I'm so excited. I, I cannot wait. It's just hours away. I hope if you are in Florida, either today and will be around tomorrow, if you're coming in maybe today, we're going to be really close to like Orlando. That is Daytona Beach at the Embry-Riddle ICI Center for the Daytona Beach Comic Book Convention. This is going to be a fun pop culture event with tons of comic books, tons of toys, plenty of things to see and do. Right, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. And we hope you show up there. One of the guests who will be there is, well, a superhero. Who do we have at the Daytona Beach Comic Book Convention that's a superhero, Kimmy? Tug. Yes, Tug, the Bull Terrier puppy, will be there. His parents... Kim Joy and Blake Ovard are there. By the way, they, they are creators of a Tug comic book. And Kim is the writer, and Blake is the artist. He will be sketching. He has original Tug artwork available, Tug comic books. It's going to be a fun time just seeing them alone. Mm-hmm. So if you have somebody who's not into comic books, bring them out. Everybody will, I, I, I have not met a person who doesn't like Tug. I know. Tug is a sweetie. Yes. And you can find out Tug's story. It started out rough, to be quite honest. And you'll find out how Tug became a superhero and what he does to help others. You can find that uh, video interview we have with Blake, Tug's dad, available right on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. It's also on our Facebook page as well. And by the way, you can help Tug at the Daytona Beach Comic Book Convention. You can win a Wonder Woman painting. It's done by artist Bruce Hughes, otherwise known as Offensive Me. And you have a chance to win this beautiful painting in a raffle to raise money for charity. Now, the charity is is associated with Tug. All money will go to Tug's Pink House of Woof Rescue. You can help dogs just by buying a raffle ticket that costs $1. That's it. Just $1 per ticket. 
and that beautiful painting will be right next to the Riley and Kimmy Show's table. Also, maybe maybe say, I, I really don't want the Wonder Woman painting. There are two other items as we record this. Two pop culture, I will give a little hint here, science fiction fantasy collectibles that, and these are collectibles. Very nice. They have been donated by A.W. Autographs. Al, very good friend to the Riley and Kimmy Show in Daytona Beach Comic Book Convention, donated these. If you're not interested in the painting, those two items, I'm sure, will spark your interest. Or you can buy a raffle ticket for all of them. Mm-hmm. You can see these right next to the Riley and Kimmy Show and Tug Tables. Because Tug's right next to us, and that's right next to us as well. That's right. It's and only a dollar ticket, just, and it goes to a great cause. It goes to a fantastic cause. Tug works with anti-bullying. He also works with dementia awareness and works with Animal Rescue. And it's your opportunity to help Animal Rescue at the Daytona Beach Comic Book Convention. And coming up, bring your comic books to get signed. If you have John Beatty-related comic books like Marvel's Secret Wars or possibly some Batman books or Captain America or Punisher, John is signing. He is sketching too and taking commissions as well. And he'll talk about comic books. He's like a he's like a historian. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of others to talk about comic books with as well. There are comic book dealers there who will have Golden Age, Silver Age, Bronze, Modern Age material. Plenty of people with collectibles, pop vinyls, and I'm talking collectibles like G.I. Joe's, Action Jacksons, which I'm always looking to add an Action Jackson or two. Mm-hmm. Still looking for a different suit. Perhaps you will be able to find that Evil Knievel. I'm looking for an Evil Knievel. Not in a white jumpsuit. I have the white jumpsuit. Looking to get one that's not in a white jumpsuit. Mm. One of the others. Things like that. You might be able to find. Yeah. Maybe you'll find that Kenner Close and Play. Who knows? Mike's Dead Formats is one of the vendors who will be there, and he brings a wide range of things. Sort of like what I'm just talking about. He, he Who knows what he's going to have? He has a ton of things. You might be able to find something at Mike's table. Be sure to tell him hi from the Riley and Kimmy Show. Right? That's right. And big thank you going out to Tom Raup. And also Jake Bates, the show promoters for inviting the Riley and Kimmy show back to this fun nerd event and asking us to MC it. And also a big thank you to them for bringing in Tug, the Bull Terrier Puppy Wonder Dog. That's right. Thank you, Tom and Jake. Yes, thank you very much. And you can find out more about the Daytona Beach Comic Book Convention. Go right to their website right now, which was designed by Beatty Creative. Go right to Daytona Beach Comic convention.com and when you're at the convention tomorrow sunday you might actually hear blake ovard tug's dad sing grab your friends and a cup of joe start your morning with the riley and kimmy show and kimmy i have a question for you on this saturday morning you are my cartoon are you ready to play nerd and pop culture geek trivia yes It is a Saturday, April 22nd, and we're ready to play Nerd and Pop Culture Geek Trivia. We'll be asking Kimmy some questions from the pop culture world. The timeline has been adjusted, Kimmy. Beware, it's not linear, it's not chronological, it's all over the place, it's scattered. Feel free to shout out answers to Kimmy. We, well, we believe in time travel answers. You are in our future, well, you can shout the answers to us right now. You know, yell at that tablet, that smartphone, that 
desktop, whatever computing device you're listening to The Riley and Kimmy Show on, because we are mobile. We are global. You can take us anywhere on planet Earth. Tell your friends you found a place with pop culture variety talk every single day. That's right, a brand new episode every single day. Tell them you can find out more at RileyandKimmy.com, including archived episodes, interviews available, video interviews with celebrities, nerd news links, and so much more. That's RileyandKimmy.com. And if you love this show, or, or like it mildly, we'll accept that. If you like it mildly, please like our Facebook page and help it grow and share it with your friends. Here we go, the very first question for you, Kimmy. On this Saturday, April 22nd, it was on this date the first Earth Day was observed by millions of Americans. What year was the first Earth Day within five years? No, ten years. We'll give you a ten-year buffer. 1970. Okay. Which which listener shouted that answer out to Kimmy? I just popped into my head. Who did it? Are, are, you, are you using your psycho powers right now? <laughs> oh, I mean your psychic powers? Are you using your... Am I right? You got it exactly right. Oh, my gosh. You got it. I mean, exactly right. You're using your psycho powers, right? Wow. Kimmy's using her ESP. Cool. Very cool. I planted a tree that year. You were on Earth then? I didn't know that. You actually planted a tree? Well, my dad did. Did you help? Mm Mm-hmm. Was it a pine tree? I don't know what kind it was. Was it a Johnny Appleseed kind of project from school? Or was, or I, did the school what? do I, something with uh, I, Earth Day? I think so. Okay. I, I think it was the school. And they, I vaguely remember that, them giving and a plant out for us to yeah, take home. Yeah. Interesting. So I just took a shot in the dark. That's what it was. Kimmy did it. See if you can do the next one. It is part of your world, Kimmy. The Well, meaning one of the things you like... On this day, give me the year, the first official National League Baseball game took place. The teams that played, Boston and Philadelphia. What year, within 20 years, was the first official National League Baseball game? National League. Yes. Is that the the clue there? What year was the first official National League baseball game. 1950. Wrong century. It was 1876 that oh. happened. Boston beat Philadelphia 6-5. to five. See, I thought it had something to do with the creation of the, the different leagues. Oh, okay. I thought maybe it was a trick. No, I don't. I, I'm not like that. I don't use tricks on you, Kimmy. On this date, staying in the world of baseball, the New York Yankees wore pinstripes and the Hat in the Ring logo for the first time. When did this happen within 25 years? 1930. You get it within 25 years. It was 1915 that that happened for the very first time. It was on this date, 1914, Babe Ruth made his pitching debut with the Baltimore Orioles. 1931, James G. Ray landed an auto gyro on the lawn of the White House. Yes, a vehicle that could be driven and flown, like a helicopter, kind Mm. of. Have you ever seen this thing? 
Mm. Popular science probably or mechanics had pictures of it. it yeah. was, and there was speculation that every garage in America by the 1950s would have the auto gyro. Now, that probably sounds really cool when you think about it. If you're in a congested area like I-4 in Orlando like or on I-95 traveling, you'd say, boy, I, I could really use that auto gyro. Mm-hmm. But just you know, think what that would be like. With a lot of people with auto gyros, not just you. Yeah, that'd be frightening. You know, it, it would be sort of like uh, George Jetson when he was commuting in his th- thing. You remember that when he tried to get into the traffic jams mm-hmm. and, and he'd be banging into other people? Or maybe it'd be similar to uh, Back to the Future Part 2 when they went into the future and, you know, Dr. Brown was riding. <laughs> remember that with uh, Marty? Wow. It, it, could, it could be. So that did not happen. I wonder if anybody has one of those auto gyros. Hmm. Something else that happened on this date in history, Kimmy. An atomic test conducted in Nevada was first first time shown live on network TV. It was the first atomic explosion shown on live network TV. When did this happen within 10 years? 1958. Ooh, she's in the right decade. She does it. It's 1952 that that is shown for the very first time. It was 1956, Elvis made his Las Vegas debut at the Frontier Hotel. 1958, Buddy Holly had a little problem. That's right, his second Fender Stratocaster guitar was stolen in East St. Louis. It was stolen from the band's station wagon. That was in 1958. It was 1959, the movie Go Johnny Go premiered. Have you ever seen that? Mm-mm. It was 1962, Jerry Lee Lewis's three-year-old son drowned. It was 1966... This song is released in the United States. It would become a hit many years later. It would be done by a progressive rock band, and they would have a hit with it as well. I will tell you the name of the band. You tell me the name of the hit song. Ready? Mm-hmm. The name of the band is The Trogs. Here is your audio clue. Jimmy, tell me the name of the song. Wild Thing. Wild Thing, I think I love you. But I want to know for sure. Come on, hold me tight. I love you. Bonus points. No uh, negative points. If you can tell me the progressive rock band that had that as a hit like in the 1980s. I don't know. That was X that had it as a hit. Not a pop Hit, but it was a hit. It was on this date, give me the year, The Who gave their first complete live performance of the rock opera, Tommy. They did this in England. You have a five-year plus or minus. 1970? It was 1969, so you get that. 1969, John Lennon legally changed his middle name. Now, what was his birth middle name? You are a Beatles groupie. Tell me what his birth middle name was. Wow, I don't know. His birth middle name was Winston, John Winston Lennon. He changed it. Do you know what he changed his middle name to? No. Oh, no. Oh. No. Oh, no. Not oh. I didn't know that. It was 1969. It was 1969. The Carpenter signed with A&M Records. It was on this date, 1976. She became the first female nightly network news anchor. Who is she? It was on ABC. Barbara Walters? 
You're right. Barbara Walters, 1976. So on this date, 1978, this group, this duo, this musical duo, made their first appearance on Saturday Night Live. Tell me who the recording act is. Here's your audio clue. Who is that, Kimmy? The Blues Brothers. And who made up the Blues Brothers? John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd. That's right, 1978. Do you have any of their material in your collection? I think I do have a vinyl. Really? I think I do have a record of theirs. You got Rubber Biscuit? I think so. Oh, wow. Hey, she is a nerd. Moving over to something else musically that happened. 1981, Eric Clapton was hospitalized after suffering bruises and bruised ribs and a laceration to the chin in a car accident in Seattle, Washington. So on this date, 1985, Prince releases an album that is the first to be released after Purple Rain. What's the album right after Purple Rain? Mm, the name of the album. Yes. Um, 1985 is when this happened. Nope. Can't do it. Around the World in a Day. Do you have that? Mm-hmm. You do have that. I think so. 1989, Guns N' Roses releases Patience. 1998, it was announced that Faith No More was breaking up. It was on this date, 2003. She released this album. I'll give you the album title. You tell me who the recording artist is with this audio clue, a single from it. The single was number one on the dance charts. The album's title is American Life. Tell me who the recording artist is. Everybody comes to Sweat on the dance floor to that one. That was Hollywood. Number one dance song. 2003 is the year. Tell me the recording artist. I don't recognize the song, but it sounds like Madonna. It is Madonna, and it's from the album American Life. And by the way, the title track from American Life was a hit as well. Surprised you don't have that. Hmm. I thought you would like Hollywood. Hmm. I like Hollywood. Mm -hmm. It's a favorite of mine. It's on my it's on my MP3 player. Okay. 2010, Brett Michaels was rushed to the hospital. It was discovered that he had suffered a brain hemorrhage two weeks earlier. Michaels had been taken to the hospital and underwent an emergency appendectomy. Hmm. So on this day, 2010, the Boeing X-37 began its first orbital mission. It successfully returned to Earth December 3rd, 2010. Moving over to notable birthdays, Kimmy. Tell me. Who this actor is and how old he is today within five years. You have a very brief audio clue. Wait till they get a load of me. (laughs) Who is the mystery birthday person? Jack Nicholson. Correct. How old is he today within five? 83. He is 80. Today, next person born 1906, an actor died 2005 at the age of 99. Played on a TV show that you probably don't remember called Switch in the 1970s with Robert Wagner. But before that, he was known for a sitcom 
Here is the instrumental version of the sitcom because he sang the theme. So we, we you'll know it instantly. Tell me the name of the TV show and who the star of that show was. Tell me the name of the TV show. Green Acres. That's right, Kimmy. Green Acres. You know, I think you and I should sing this one. Maybe at the Daytona Beach Comic Book Convention. What do you say? <laughs> Form live it. What do you say? Okay, tell me the name of the actor that, well, he actually sang on the song. Eddie Albert. That's right. Eddie Albert, born on this date in 1908. And he did a ton of work. And mm-hmm. don't think he just did silly, goofy things. He can play Sinister. He's in a lot of shows that you can see, like on MeTV, on as a guest villain and things like that. He was fantastic. He's interesting, very interesting to watch, Eddie Albert. Next person, identify who it is from these clues. Born on this date, 1923, Kimmy. An American film and television producer. Some of his successes, well, I'll tell you his non-success. He gave up on it. It would have been a success if he would have paid for color, and that is Honey West. But his other successes, true successes, were programs like Charlie's Angels from 1976 to 1981, The Love Boat, Dynasty, Beverly Hills 90210 was all his and he has a daughter who is an actress. Tell me who he is. Aaron Spelling. That's right. What year did he pass within five years? 2008. Very close. 2006 at the age of 83. Pop culture icon. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Identify this person born on this date. Born 1923. An American model who gained a significant profile in the 1950s for her pin-up photos, often referred to as the queen of pinups. She was Miss January, 1955. In one of the early editions of Playboy, she was a playmate of the month in 1955, January. Who is she? I have no idea. Dark-haired, iconic, still posters to this day of her. Mm-mm. Betty Page, born on this date, 1923. Oh. Passed away 2008 at the age of 85. You still see her material. Uh Uh-huh. Yes, you you do. See if you can identify, well, I don't know if you can actually, you know the character she played, but I don't know if you can identify her name, but we'll try here. She played Mrs. Garrett on Different Strokes and the spinoff, Facts of Life. She was on both those shows. And her first big role was one you, you're probably unfamiliar when well, you're not familiar with is Car 54, Where Are You? She was on that in 1961 to 1963. She played Sylvia Schnauzer, the wife of Leo Schnauzer, who was played by Al Lewis, Grandpa from the Munsters. Can you tell me her name by chance? Charlotte Ray. That is impossible. I thought we'd get you with that one. But you you know her. Okay, how how old is she today within five years? 86. You get it within five years. She's 91. Hmm. Way to go. Next person, born on this date. Tell me how old he is once you identify who he is. We have a couple audio clues for you. Here is clue number one from 1968. I am a lineman for the county. And I drive the main road. Searching in the sun for another overload. 
is that, Kimmy? Glenn Campbell. That's right. How old is he today within five years? 78. He is 81 today. Moving over to somebody else in the world of music. See if you can identify who this is. This birthday person. Tell me how old he is. Here is your audio clue. That was his hit, I'm In You, from 1977, number two on the pop charts. Who is the birthday person? Peter Frampton. That's right. How old is he within five? 67. Okay. I know you are a musicologist. How did you know that? Did somebody shout that out, or did you actually know that? Just the number came in my head. You got it exactly right. Staying in the world of music, identify this person. He was a singer For the group, Mike and the Mechanics did a lot of their hits. He was lead on a lot of those. And also Ace, which we've talked about in the past on the Riley and Kimmy show. You know, how long he he was on that. That was his. But he had a solo career. Identify who he is. Here is your first audio clue. Don't need a roller or limousine. I don't need my picture in a magazine. I don't need approval from a chosen few. Tell you what I do need. I need you. I need you. A hit broke the top 40. It was number 37 at Speak in 1982. Can you tell me who he is? No, I can't. Uh, We have one more for you here, Kimmy. Tell me who this birthday person is. It had a lot of airplay on radio stations, top 40 AC stations. Back in 1987, it was number nine on the pop charts. Can you identify who he is with Don't Shed a Tear? No, I still can't. That's Paul Carrick having a birthday today. He is 66. Next person, actor, comedian, talk show host, Byron Allen. Do you remember him? Mm-hmm. How old is Byron Allen from Real People? 60. Byron Allen. You get it within five. Is 56 today. By the way, at the age of 18, he made his television debut on The Tonight Show starring Johnny Carson. And when he was really little, his mother worked at the Johnny Carson Studios. And he used to play when the sets were empty at the Johnny Carson set. Wow. There's pictures of him doing that as a little kid. He pretended he was a talk show host. Hmm. And he would eventually actually become that. That's kind of a cool thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Identify this actress, Kimmy. Tell me how old she is. She's known for playing Laura Palmer and Maddie Ferguson on Twin Peaks and also Twin Peaks Fire Walk With Me film. Can you identify the actress? Her name did flash across the screen. Mm-hmm. Who is she? I can't recall it. Cheryl Lee. How old is she today? Uh, 51. She's 50 today. Next person having a birthday, an actress. Let's see if you know who Amber Heard is. Do you know who she is? No. Amber Heard, you will know. Pay attention here, Kimmy, because she will appear as Mira in Zack Snyder's upcoming film, Justice League. 
She is 31 today. So remember that name. Okay. You you will know her soon. I see dead people. It's notable deaths. Kimmy, on this date, 1946, Lionel Atwill passed away. He was in so many films, tons of movies. A lot of uh, horror films, too. He was in Mark of the Vampire in 1935. The thing he is really known for, he played the inspector who wore an artificial arm, his real arm, having been ripped out by the Frankenstein monster. That happened when he was a child. That's in the movie Son of Frankenstein. He was in in 1939. And he played Dr. Bomer in Ghost of Frankenstein. He's the one that uh, makes a deal with Igor and puts Igor's brain in the monster's body. And it goes wrong, doesn't it, Kimmy? Mm, Yeah, that's Ghost of Frankenstein in 1942. Lionel Atwell passed away in 1946. Kimmy, identify this person and tell me how old... Well, no, tell me the year he passed away. We will give you a plus or minus of five years. Here is your audio clue. But before I play your audio clue, which is very brief, he was 37th president of the United States from 1969 until 1974. Who is this? Suck it to me. (laughs) Who is that, Kimmy? Richard Nixon. That's correct. What year did he pass away? Within five. 1994. That is impossible. Who is giving you these answers through your uh, psycho connection? I don't know. Wow, that is exactly right. He died at the age of 81, Kimmy. Irma Bombeck died on this date. Do you remember her? Mm-hmm. As she uh, passed away at the age of 69. She published 15 books. But her really reason she's really well known from 1965 to 1996, she wrote over 4,000 newspaper columns. By the 1970s, her columns were read twice weekly by 30 million readers. That was in 900 newspapers in the United States and Canada. I think you did a good job, Kimmy. Fantastic job. Thank you. On this on this Saturday, and once again, please join us coming up tomorrow, Sunday at the Daytona Beach Comic Book Convention. Fun starts at 10 o'clock, free parking, right, Kimmy? That's right. Come out and play with us. It's free parking, and it is affordable. You can find out more at DaytonaBeachComicConvention.com. Check them out. Right now, we're going to go back in time and honor something that, well, it's going to be happening at the Daytona Beach Comic Book Convention. We're going to be honoring that with the golden age of radio. Radio Riley and Kimmy show. Now, in honor of Tug's appearance in Daytona Beach tomorrow at the Daytona Beach Comic Book Convention, he is a a wonder dog, right, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. A superhero, correct? Yes. Well, we have a superhero dog from the past, from the golden age of radio. I thought we would honor because he was loved by millions, and he loved everybody he came up to, and that is Lassie. Yes, Lassie was on radio. Because he was so successful in movies, it sounds strange, the dog, yes, Lassie, who was in the films in the 40s, did a radio show. He actually acts as a different dog in each episode. But Hmm. Lassie kind of introduces it. It was a beautiful concept. It's precious, just like Tug. We have two of these Lassie episodes. The first one's the Chaplin's Dog from 1949, followed by Mule Train from 1949 as well. Both of these Lassie episodes, uninterrupted, safe for all ages. 
We're kicking it off with the chaplain's dog. Here's Lassie on the Riley and Kimmy Show. Lassie, the world's most famous dog, and Red Heart, America's favorite dog food, team up for the Lassie Show. Yes, from Hollywood, it's the Lassie Show, transcribed by John Morrell and company, makers of three-flavor Red Heart. And here is Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer's lovable motion picture star, Lassie, in person. Lassie is fed Red Heart exclusively, and Lassie's vigorous bark, strong body, and fine glossy coat are positive proof that Red Heart helps keep dogs healthy and happy. Lassie speaks for Red Heart. All three wonderful flavors. And now to introduce our story, here's Lassie's owner and trainer, Rud Weatherwax. Thank you, Charlie. And hello, everyone. Well, today Lassie plays the part of a prison dog named Cellmate and nicknamed Mate. He belonged to Father Riley, the chaplain, and he was a great favorite among the convicts. Hi, Father. What say, mate? Evening, Joe. Hello there, mate. Evening, Father. Hello, Bucky. Evening, Corning. Evening, Father. Hi, mate. And Stoney. Good evening. Get lost. <laughs> Still won't make friends, huh? Take your praying somewhere else. I'm not praying, Stoney. Just stop to pass the time of evening. Okay, so you stop, so I'll start going. Stoney, I know you're bitter at being in the big house, but here you are. There's nothing you can do about it for a while. Now, why not take a cheerful attitude? It'll help you a lot here. I act the way I please. I've noticed that, Stoney. And that's your privilege. But you'd be a lot happier if you were friendly. Yeah? Listen, I'm in stir, sure. I got caught. There ain't nothing in the rule book says I gotta chew the fat with a chaplain, see? Now scram. I'm sorry, Stoney. We're just trying to be friends, trying to help you with your problems. Aren't we, mate? Yeah. <laughs> now maybe you got something. The dog there. Hey, come here, Mutton. Uh, call him by name. He'll gladly come to your cell door. He he'll put his nose through the bars so you can pat him. Yeah? Come here, mate. <laughs> yeah, that's nice, Mitty. Come here. Yeah, right, get close. What? What's the idea of kicking that dog? He's done nothing to you. Now, why? Because I hate dogs, see? <laughs> well, you should... Stoney, I, I'm sorry. I... Oh, I wish I could convince you that... Oh, come along, mate. <laughs> you're walking in the garden. Yeah, hello there, mate. Good evening, Warden. Such a beautiful evening, I just couldn't stay in my bungalow. Thought mate and I would stroll a bit. Good. I'll join you if you don't mind. I wanted to speak with you. Oh? Nothing serious, I hope. No, nothing immediately serious. It's about Stoney Jackson, 38463. Uh-huh. No, he's bad medicine. The kind who sooner or later will give us trouble. Yes, I know. I can do nothing with him. 
Most of the men enter prison bitter and inclined to be recalcitrant, but after a few weeks or most a month or two, they snap out of it, make the best of things. Stoney, well, he lives up to his name. I told you about his kicking mate the other evening. Oh, he's a vicious brute. But there's nothing I can do. He's working at the jute mill, and I'm forced to admit he does his work. Oh, he oversteps none of the rules, Warden. He's cautious. But he has all the men hating him, and that's what worries me. I know. Some hard-boiled con he's irritated will stick a stolen knife in his back someday. Tempers are short in prison. I know. Well... Where did mate go? Huh? Why, he was... Oh, no. Confounded father. There he is digging up my lawn again. Oh, uh, mate! Mate, stop that! Come here! Oh, father, when are you going to do something about that? Look at my yard. Full of brown spots where we've had to replace the dirt from his confounded digging. Oh, I'm sorry, Warden. Truly, I am. I, I don't know how Mate ever got into that habit. From now on, I'll either keep him in my bungalow or, or on a leash. I promise. See me, Warden? Yes, Father. Last night again, your dog mate was up to his old tricks. I just can't put up with it, Father. I know, Warden, and truly I am sorry. You see, last night the prison hospital called me. Joe Gabrioli is dying. He wanted me, and he wanted to see mate. I took the dog to the hospital, and then while I was busy with Joe, mate ducked out into the yard. You promised you'd keep a leash on him, Father. I know, but in my haste, I simply forgot it. I... Father, well, you always have a good excuse. But look now, the state supervisors will be out to look over the prison in another 30 days. The yard is a mess. Father, I hate to tell you this, but but you'll have to get rid of the dog. But, Warden, I, I can't. The men all love him. They've made him their mascot. You know, they don't have many pleasures, and he does really help. Sorry, Father, I've given the dog many chances. He's got to go. Warden, please, just think about the men for a minute. Don't you see, mate sort of takes the place of the loved ones and the pets they had at home. It's not just that he's my dog. It's but, no but... use, Father. The dog has got to go. As you say, Warden. Well, Father Sinkowski has a parish 20 or 30 miles in the country. He's very fond of mate. I'll run him out there this afternoon. Do you mean to tell me that... What's been done? Yeah, we try to quiet them, sir. Double the guard in case they get nasty. We can't get anywhere with them. Well, I'll stop them. They're going to be punished for this every mother's son of them. Warden, if I may say so, their request is modest enough. They were all very fond of me. Fonder even we thought. The supervisors are fond of the garden lawn, too. How about that? I know, but if you let the chapter go and get the dog and bring him back, I'll do everything in my... No, you'll do nothing of the sort. I'm running this prison, not that dog, Corey. Yes, sir. Turn out the cell lights now. Take away smoking privileges for 24 hours. And tell them if they revolt again, things will be worse for them. That dog's gone for good.
Warden, what are you doing up this late? Step in. Uh, what's wrong? You know what's wrong, Father. I'm sorry, Warden. I have no idea. You hold a place of responsibility here, Father, as our chaplain. You're loved and respected by everyone. I myself have a great personal liking and respect for you. But you have no right to deliberately ignore my orders. I ignore your orders? I'm amazed, Warden. What orders? My orders not to bring the dog back. Mate? I didn't bring Mate back. Then who did? Right now, he's out in the garden digging up the whole lawn. Mate is back here? He certainly is. And he's been digging for hours by the looks of the hole. I thought I heard something, so I got up and walked out to the garden, and there he was. Believe me, I knew nothing about it, Warden. He must have run away, come back by himself. Well, you'll have to come and get him. I tried to call him from his digging, and he snarled at me. Mate snarled? Well, that's almost unbelievable. Well, come on now and stop him before he digs up the entire yard. Oh, yeah, of course, at once. Great Scott, look at that hole now. Mate, stop it. Come here, mate. Hey, you see, he pays no attention even to you. Warden, believe me, there's something wrong. I'll say there is. Our garden lawn is being ruined beyond repair. Well, I'll stop it. That's enough. Stop it, mate, and come here. Well, at least you've stopped it. Great Scott, look at that hole. Wait a minute. Listen. Hold his muzzle. What is that strange sound? Shh. It comes from the hole, mate, Dove. Hush, mate, hush. Great Scott. I know what it is. Someone is tunneling from the cell block under the lawn. Father, it's a crush out. Quickly run into my bungalow and hit the siren for me. I have my gun. I'll stand watch. I'll leave mate to help you. Mate, stay. I'll hurry. Back, mate. Get back. Shh. Okay, Corning. We bust it through. Now take it easy. Okay, Stoney. That's far enough. Stay where you are. I'll shoot. to old mate here. <laughs> yep, it was a crush out that nearly worked. Would have worked if it weren't for old mate. Think of it. All those months, Stoney and Corning have been patiently tunneling a little at a time. Perhaps only inches some nights. Well, that's where I was a ahead. Mate never did any digging before. And I should have noticed that the holes he dug made a nearly straight line from the cell block toward your bungalow. Well, the men are glad that mate's back. And I'm glad he's back. <laughs> Come here, boy. <laughs> Cellmate, old boy. You're a better prison warden than I am. This time, at least. And for just as long as you want to make this prison your home, you'll be welcome. Oh, 
Lassie, the world's most famous dog, and Red Heart, America's favorite dog food, team up for The Lassie Show. Yes, from Hollywood, it's The Lassie Show, transcribed by John Morell and Company, makers of three-flavor Red Heart. And here is Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer's lovable motion picture star, Lassie, in person. Lassie is fed Red Heart exclusively, and Lassie's vigorous bark, strong body, and fine glossy coat are positive proof that Red Heart helps keep dogs healthy and happy. Lassie speaks for Red Heart. All three wonderful flavors. And now to introduce our story, here is Lassie's owner and trainer, Rudd Weatherwax. Thank you, Charlie, and hello, everyone. Well, today, Lassie plays a part of a dog named Nipper in a musical story entitled Mule Train. And we're happy to have with us, our, again, our favorite singing star, Ken Carson. Jim Crack Corn and I don't care. Jimmy Crack Corn and I don't care. Jimmy Crack Corn and I don't care. Old Master's gone away. Oh, you like that old tune, Nipper? I kind of thought you would. <laughs> what do you want, another one? Well, let me see now. Let me see here. Howdy, Jody. Nice evening. Oh, well, evening, Mr. Foote. Jody, I'll come right to it. You know how I run my hauling business, honest and fair. Take good care of my mules, and I won't hire no bad skinners. So you're going to put a wagon in the mercantile company's race to Santa Fe and try to win that contract, hmm? Yeah, I need that contract to stay in business. Now, you've made the run to Santa Fe seven days faster than any other Skinner. Yeah? I've been getting good offers all day, too. Mm-hmm. I see. Well, I don't know what your secret is, but you'll win for the man that hires you, I know. I can't afford to pay you what the others will pay you, so I'll... Uh, just a minute, Mr. Footer. You can pay me easy enough, and I'd rather skin your mules than anybody else's. Where's this? Mr. Foot, I've been aiming to talk to you for some time. I might as well come right out with it. Your daughter, Emmy, and me is in love. You say we can be married, and me and Nipper here will skin your mules into Santa Fe eight days better than anybody else. What? You marry my daughter? You a mule skinner? Well, you was a skinner before you got your own rig. Why, you young whippersnapper, you let me catch you hanging around, Emmy, and I'll take the black snake to you. And just forget about driving my wagon. I'll drive it myself of all the gall blame things I ever heard of. Well, Nipper, I figured he'd say that. That's just why I've been afraid to talk. Oh, Jody. Jody, I heard everything. I I don't know what to say. Well, why not just say, I love you, Jody. I love you, Jody. (laughs) (laughs) Now, there, that's all we need. I'll figure out some way. Don't you fret, darling. Oh, no, you won't. You'll never crack a whip over a span of my mules again. Emmett, come here. Father, I love Jody. Come here. I'm going to... Now then, I'm pulling my mercantile load out of Council Grove tomorrow. And Emmy, you're a-going with me. Oh! Oh, you! Oh, oh! What'd you stop for, Dad? Emmy, this here is Wakaroosa Point. Them there is Wakaroosa Creek and Ottaway Creek. That ridge between them is called the Narrows. 
That's where we're supposed to cross. Then why don't we cross? It looks easy to me. Because that stuff you see ain't very solid ground. That's black mud. I'm giving these here rat tails a breather, and then I'm going to send them at the narrows of cotton. That way, maybe we'll get across without bogging down. Oh, Father, you shouldn't have been so obstinate. You should have let Jody Michaels drive for you. I told you not to mention that varmint's name. Now, sit back. Here we go. Get up, you. Get in there. Up, you. Get you. Hey, you. Hey, Hang on, daughter. Here comes the mud. Get up there. Get along in there. Get you. Get up there. Hey, you. Hey, you. Get going there. Well, God bless your early hide. Get up there. Dad, burn it. We... Oh, we come nigh to making it. Another 20 feet. Why, the leaders are on hard ground and them varmints quit pulling. Now, if them others... Well, it might as well be 20 miles as well as 20 feet. Hey, get up there. Get up. Oh, God, son, we got a bonk in you. Now, look at that. That off leaders are laying down. Jenny, get up there. Get up, you, Jenny. Get up there. Well, howdy, Mr. Foot. Hi, Emmy. Jody. You, turn that horse around and get going. <laughs> Get that dog out of here, too. I reckon not, Mr. Foot. The prairie's free. Uh, you stuck, huh? Of course we ain't stuck. We're cooling off the mule's feet in the mud. Oh, that's a good idea. Balky mule. Hmm? You still keeping old Jenny in the lead team? I ought to make a wheeler out of her. I'll harness my teams like I want. Now get. I got work to do. I reckon you'll never get them going with Jenny laying down. No, nobody else will either. Any good mule skinner knows the thing to do is to camp the night. Let them rest, and then they'll oh, be Oh, I don't know about that. You'll never get the contract if you do that. Now, I mind one time I was skinning this year. Shut up! Father, now you're being very unreasonable and impolite. Jody can help you get that contract. Nobody can make a... a balky mule work without plenty of rest first. Oh. Maybe. Maybe not. No. <laughs> Well, how'd you get Jenny to her feet? That is, without cutting her to ribbons. Oh, different ways. Don't believe you can. Maybe not. Well, Emmy, it's been nice running into you. I'll see you in Santa Fe, honey. Hey, uh, uh, just a minute. Wait a minute, Joe. Uh, don't be such a tarnal hurry. I ain't hurrying. Just keep moving. All is keep moving, whether I'm straddling a horse or skinning mules. Uh, you reckon you could, uh, get this wagon moving and keep it moving? I reckon. Uh, well, what'll it cost me? Your daughter, like I said. Why, you? What in the tarnation? No, that's enough, Father. One of these days I'm going to marry Jody, whether you say yes or not. Don't you talk. Well, I give up. I'm whipped. Just plain wet. Well, that's fair enough, Father. Why, you? <laughs> well, come on, let's get back there and tie this horse to the tailgate and climb up on the sleep. Huh? Ain't you going to get that mule up first? Nope, after. You can't get a lead mule up sitting back on the wagon seat. Oh, yes, we can. Come on, Judy, honey. Up you go now. Oh, oh Jody. 
Dad busted, quit that spooning and pick up them ribbons. Oh. We're half a day behind now. Don't worry, we'll be in Santa Fe quicker than I ever made it before. Hang on, Father. Why, you don't... You ready, Nipper? <laughs> that a boy, good. Now we'll wait till I get these ribbons all set in hand. There we are. Now we'll whip. So. All right, Jenny first, Nipper. Go get her, boy. Get up back, Jenny. Come on, get up. That's a good boy, Nipper. Bite her heels. That's a boy. Hey, you rat tailed mud hogs. Get up back. Get up. Father, look at these dogs. She better get up, or old Nipper will bite her dirt leg off. Why, you dead burn so-and-so, so that's your secret. It ain't you gets that mule up, it's your dog. That ain't all. Old Nipper will keep them leaders' heels all the way to Santa Fe and keep them mules stepping like you never seen before. Without Nipper, I couldn't make no record. Here we go now. Ah, yeah, get up out of there. Come on now. Yeah, you mud liver son of a bitch. Get up. Ha. Ah, get up out now. Out of there. Yeah. Emmy! Hey, Emmy! You reckon you got your guitar handy, honey? It's right here behind the seat. Why, darling? Why, you better start to play it, honey. These mules expect me to sing them a love song, and I aim to do it. Get up, you blue-skinned varmint Santa Fe! Here we come! Woo-ha! Hell, 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 hell! Get up, bad boy! Come on, stop! Clapping over hill and plain Seems as how they never stop Clippity-clop, clippity-clop Clippity-clippity-clippity-clippity-clippity-clippity-clippity-clippity-clippity-clippity-clippity-clippity-clippity-clippity-clippity-clippity-clippity-clippity-clippity-clippity-clippity-clippity-clippity-clippity-clippity
thank you, Lassie. Ken Carson, June Foray, Cliff Clark, and Earl Keith. <laughs> Lassie, the world's most famous dog, and Red Heart, America's favorite dog food, team up for The Lassie Show. Yes, from Hollywood, it's The Lassie Show. Transcribed by John Morrell and Company, makers of free flavor Red Heart. And here is Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer's lovable motion picture star, Lassie, in person. Lassie is fed Red Heart exclusively. And Lassie's vigorous bark, strong body, and fine glossy coat are positive proof that Red Heart helps keep dogs healthy and happy. Lassie speaks for Red Heart. All three wonderful flavors. And now to introduce our story, here is Lassie's owner and trainer, Rudd Weatherwax. Thank you, Charlie. And hello, everyone. Well, today, Lassie plays a part of a German shepherd dog named Chekhov in a true story entitled, His Master's Eye. And to help us tell this true story, Lassie has a very special guest, Don Amici. Thank you, Rudd. I'm honored at this opportunity to impersonate Mr. John L. Sinekin, who, through the inspiration of his dog, Checo, conceived the idea which has resulted in the institution known today as the Master Eye Foundation, a non-profit organization which furnishes guide dogs without cost to the blind all over America. Our story begins shortly after World War I. was sure right about these German shepherds. Don't you just love Checo, Ma? Yes, Marvin, I do, dear. Look, there's a big strange dog in with the cattle. Hey, Checo, boy, go get him! Get him, boy! Come on, Ma! Marvin, what do we do? Oh, goodness, that huge dog will kill you. Something's wrong with Chekhov. His paw. It's going to be torn from his leg. Oh, quick, run back and get the wheelbarrow. We'll have to get him to the house and call the doctor. Hurry, Marvin, hurry! <laughs> what are you chuckling at, John? Oh, just watching old Chekhov out there in the yard playing with Marvin. Gets around pretty spry in those three paws. Poor old cripple. I know I've got some more coffee, dear. No, thanks. Say, you know, Genevieve, since the war, so much has been done in the way of making artificial limbs and feet. I wonder why someone hasn't tried to make the same helps for injured animals. Oh, John, it just couldn't be done. The dog wouldn't wear it. Well, you've always said Checo could be trained to do almost anything. Why couldn't he be made to use an artificial foot? That is, if we uh, had one. Don't you think he'd chew the straps and try to get it off? He might. But if it did work, might he'd attract a lot of attention at the dog show with it with an artificial limb. Well, you know, it might save a lot of other good dogs from being destroyed because of those same kind of injuries.
No, quiet, quiet, Jekyll. Shh. Quiet. I promised the conductor you wouldn't make a sound. Now be quiet. Oh, I know. You want a drink of water, huh? Well, come on. We... Oh, what? I beg your pardon. I, I didn't see you coming down the aisle. Well, not at all. It's, it's my fault, really. I, I can't see. Uh, I'm blind. <laughs> Always stumbling over someone. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, can I help? No, 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 quiet, quiet, Checo. Is that a dog you have there? Yes, I got special permission to keep him with me on the train. Oh. <laughs> you see, he's sort of handicapped, too. He wears an artificial paw. An, an artificial paw, did you say? Yes, and he uh, lost one front foot in a fight. I had this artificial one made, and it's worked out so well, I'm taking him to the dog show, along with two Springer Spaniels I'm showing. I hope to demonstrate how well a dog can get along on an artificial limb. Oh, that's wonderful. May I pet him? Oh, sure, he'd love it. Come on, Jekyll. Then I'll stand, boy. Hello there, old fella. He's a German shepherd. Uh, quite a few of them coming into the country now. Oh, I know. I saw a good many of them in Germany before I lost my... Maybe before I was wounded. Oh, you uh, uh, lost your eyes in the war. Yes. Oh. You were going down the aisle with your dog? Yeah, just taking him down for a drink. Well, may I walk him to the end of the car just for fun? Oh, of course. Here, here's the leash. Jekyll, let's go. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Be quiet now. I'll just go ahead and he'll follow. Oh, good dog. Here's the leash and thanks a million. You know, it's a funny thing. I, I just followed the dog and I didn't bump into one seat. Guess the dog knew where I was going better than I did myself. Yes, I, I, I noticed he did, didn't he? I just straight down the aisle. You know, I'm getting an idea. And if it works out, I... Oh, it's got to work out. I'm glad you're home, John. Ooh, sure good to be home, honey. Oh, dear, how did you do at the show? Did you win anything? Where's Checo? Did he oh, fall out right with you? Wait, wait, wait just a minute, honey. You tell me. How are things around here? Everything's fine, dear. Good, good. We and, uh, missed you, though. Oh, well, I'm glad. How is Marvin? Oh, oh, here he comes. Well, how is my big boy? Oh, huh? put me down, Pop. <laughs> well, how's Checo, Pop? Did you show him at the show? I sure did, son. I'll tell you all about it later. Right now, I want you to get him out of the truck. Uh, also, take Alvin Bright Boy out of the crates and put him back in the kennels with the other dogs. And see that they're all fed and watered. Will you do that first? Oh, sure, Pop. Okay. Come on, dear. I just can't wait to tell you. All right, uh, let's sit on the back steps. Huh? Right. Oh, hello, Checo. Good boy. <laughs> Sounds like Checo's glad to be home, too. Mm. Well, come on. Sit down, John, and tell me all about it. What did you win? Well, Alva LaSalle got the third ribbon in the open class, and Bright Boy got the fourth ribbon in the field trials. Well, gosh, I, I don't think that's much to get excited about. Oh, no, no, of course it isn't, honey. That's not what I'm excited about. Well, I'm excited about a great new idea, and it was Checo that gave it to me. An idea? Checo gave yeah, you... Yeah, yeah, uh, listen to me, please, dear. Uh, we were on the train. I started to get out of the seat to get Checo a drink, and in so doing, I bumped into a blind man. We visited, you know, he lost his eyes in the war. He oh. loved dogs, and he... Kind of made a fuss over Checo. And then he asked if he could take the leash and lead him the length of the car. And the miracle was that Checo led him. He didn't bump into one single seat. Well, I don't get it. 
What possible Well, don't you see, dear? Here I've been raising Springer Spaniels, teaching them to hunt, teaching them to retrieve, showing a few and selling a few. For what? Don't you see what it would mean if I could train dogs to lead the blind? Train dogs to lead the blind? Oh, why, John, what do you expect of a dog? Why, that's the most impossible idea. Oh, no, no, it is not, Genevieve. I, 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 I tell you, I've got it all figured out. All i got to do is work out a training technique that'll make a dog understand that he is the leader instead of the one being led. And I know how to do that, too. I'm going to blindfold Marvin, then I'll lay out an obstacle course. I'll use Checo to work out the technique. I'm, I'm sure German shepherds are the dogs for this job. Oh, I know it'll work. It, 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 it's just got to work. I thought you were working with the dog. What are you sitting here for? Oh, I don't know. Sometimes I think I'm getting nowhere. But last night you were quite enthusiastic. Yeah. Yeah, he'll turn aside at the barricades, but there's mud puddles. He just walks right straight through them. Logs in the ground, he jumps over them. Blind man would fall on his face a dozen times if he tried to follow Checo through this obstacle course. But you said last night he'd hold anybody to the course. Oh, sure he will. But like I said, when he comes to a barricade, he walks around it nicely. Then when he comes to a mud puddle, he walks you right straight through it. That's a part of the training technique I, I just can't seem to work out. Oh, honey, if, if you could have seen Checo on that train, walking so carefully down the aisle, the train was swaying, too, but he, he seemed to know. He, he seemed to realize that a blind man held his leash, and then he had to walk exactly in the center of that aisle. I don't know, maybe I expect two months. Four months now I've worked. Nighttime, daytime. John, look. Checo. Standing at the first barrier of your obstacle course. He wants to try again. He likes your game of blind man's buff. Oh, Marvin. Put on the blindfold. Your father's going to try it again. Okay. Do go on, John. Checo's asking you to try it again. Don't give up, dear. Genevieve, Genevieve, come here quick, will you? John, what's wrong? No, nothing's wrong. Checo just led Marvin blindfolded the full length of the obstacle course without one fault. What? Come on, watch, watch. They're just about to come back through the course. Right. I tell you, I found the secret of making a dog understand that he is the leader instead of the one being led. I want you to see this. Oh, John, how wonderful. Now, watch him, watch him. Okay, Marvin, come ahead. Now, watch him. What? Hey, you see that? Yes. See, he took Marvin right around that barricade without a bit of trouble. Uh-huh. It's a big mud puddle ahead that's always worried me. But not anymore. Oh! Did you oh, see that? What did I tell you? you? Look, you see him pause? Yes. See him hold back? Genevieve, I've got it. I've got it. A guide dog for the blind is possible. Okay, Marvin, take off the blindfold and come here. Well, how'd we do, Dad? Oh, wonderful. Just wonderful, son. Son, you didn't peek under that blindfold, did you? Oh, no. Honestly, Dad, I couldn't see a thing. It was Checo. Ah, oh, Checo. Checo, you wonderful old dog. Peg like in the you know, if this training technique works with other dogs like yourself, all I know is that the credit will be all yours. Chekhov, you. You will have been the first tiny flame which will grow until it can light the way for those who walk in darkness.
thank you, Lassie, Don Amici, Betty Arnold, Jeffrey Silver, Don Diamond, and Earl Keene. If you enjoyed that golden age of radio production, be sure to follow the Riley and Kimmy Show. We feature old-time radio shows from time to time. We have archived episodes available right now on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Some of them have old-time radio episodes on them. Please tell your friends about the Riley and Kimmy Show. Help us grow. Our social media links are available on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. That's R-I-L-E-Y and Kimmy, K-I-M-M-Y, dot com. If you friend, follow, and like us, we will friend and follow you back. Also, be sure to check out our website, events page, and our social media pages for updates where the Riley and Kimmy show will be appearing next. And we're available for your pop culture event and also those that are animal-based, about pets and animals, too. We have a spinoff show called Animal Special. So be sure to tell your friends about us. It's the Riley and Kimmy Show, the nerd variety talk show with daily pop culture episodes. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Find archive podcasts of the Riley and Kimmy Show at RileyandKimmy.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.